0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 24th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. You're already a libertarian if you buy certain ideas. Among them, individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Cato's senior fellow, Tom Palmer, says civil society, a voluntary society, implies a minimal state. He spoke at the Cato Institute in June. You don't believe that one should go around hitting other people. That we should respect the bodily integrity of other people and not exercise violence against them. You don't believe that people should go around taking stuff from other people, stealing their stuff. You don't believe that you should go around grabbing people, tying them up, and forcing them to do stuff for you. Mow your lawn, wash the dishes, uh, and so on. Uh, That's because you're decent, normal people and you don't believe that in your life you should regularly resort to coercion or force or violence on other people. We can expand on that a bit and say, uh, sometimes you find, hey, this is Washington, that you disagree with other people, sometimes really strongly, and yet somehow you don't kill them. Even if you disapprove of what other people do because of some deep religious or moral commitment, Uh, Your neighbors in the house next door may be engaging in sexual behavior voluntarily that you don't approve of or, or smoking substances of which you disapprove or reading books you don't like. And yet, I'll bet no one here has ever gone and smashed down the door of those neighbors to barge in and say, stop that, and then put handcuffs on them and drag them out or even burst in with your guns and shoot them. You probably prefer peace over war. Now that may seem obvious, but there are lots and lots of ideologies, including some that are present in the political spectrum today, that valorize war. It's character building, after all. Indeed, we hear a lot of people in Washington, D.C., talking about the benefits of war makes you a real man when you go over and kill other people. But if you do prefer peace, which is, in a way, a very modern ideology, preferring peace over war and seeing its moral benefits, then it means you're logically inclined to ask, what are the institutions that make peace more likely? And you probably also prefer democratic accountability over dictatorship. I mean, for one thing, it's a probability question. The likelihood that any one of you will be the dictator is pretty small. But there are other reasons as well. I think everybody here probably prefers government that's accountable, a legal system that's predictable, where you understand that you have rights and that there will be due process of law brought to bear against you if someone accuses you or believes that you've committed some kind of a crime. And that means you should be logically inclined to support institutions of democratic accountability, which we know as constitutionally limited government. Finally, I'll bet people here prefer prosperity and seeing poor people prosper and leave behind their poverty as opposed to valorizing poverty itself. That may seem common sense and obvious to you, but in fact, in much of human history, and even today, there are people who praise poverty. Again, it builds character for those who survive past the age of five. No doubt poverty is a real character builder. But if you prefer prosperity, scientific, social, economic advance, it means you should be logically inclined to ask what are the institutions and processes that make that more likely? Now, here comes one called regulation. And this is something that's very important because I think libertarians have been mischaracterized on this issue and sometimes have participated or acquiesced in that mischaracterization. Do you support? regulation, do you support regulated markets? Some people say, well, no, I favor the free market. But the free market is a regulated market. Regulation comes from to regulate, which means to make regular, to subject to the rule of law. What we have today, when it's called regulation, in almost all cases, is not regulation. It's arbitrary, capricious, and unpredictable interference in relationships that other people had established voluntarily, not the rule of law. But if you favor actually regulated markets, markets where there are principles that are regular and people can understand what they can expect from others, then that means you should look at what makes regular markets possible. And that's the rule of law. And then finally, oops, boy, I missed uh, picking up all, all of these principles, finally, Uh, All of you are thinkers. That means you have made decisions to think for yourselves. You don't believe that we should be blindly following anybody else, not the president, not uh, some charismatic leader, not me, not the person sitting next to you, but your own mind that you're going to use to determine how the world works, how you should behave, what is good behavior and what is bad. You don't believe in simply blindly following others. But again, there are many people who do believe that, who promote blind obedience, and think that's the proper standard for human beings. So most people govern their lives every day by libertarian principles. These are the principles that parents teach their children. Decent parents, that's 99 point something percent of all the parents out there, teach their little children very difficult lessons. Don't hit other people. That's what parents teach their kids. Don't take their stuff. Don't lie. Keep your promises. Those are pretty good principles to govern your lives. They are fundamentally libertarian principles. They reflect respect for other people. And yet, we can ask, who makes up governments? Oh, so is it made up of gods, or angels? or maybe even demons, or just maybe government is made up of people, and they're just like us. And if there are moral principles that govern our lives and how we interact with other people, and those are principles to govern the lives of human beings, maybe they should apply to the people in power as well. Maybe government should also be governed by some rules. It's not made up of gods or demons or angels. It's made up of people just like you. Why should there be any different principle for them as opposed to all the rest of us? What I'm going to offer now is just a very, very quick tour of some libertarian ideas as a case of applying morality and social science to politics, government, and society. I can't answer every problem. I can't solve every issue. I don't expect people to walk away saying, I understand libertarianism top to bottom right now, but this is just an attempt to introduce you to some basic themes. Let's go back to that fundamental moral principle, a very radical notion, one that in many ways is characteristic of the modern world and unusual in the ancient world. Some of you will be shocked by this idea, but I'll put it up in its darkest form. Other people don't belong to you. No one belongs to me. I'm responsible for my behavior. I have the freedom to determine how I should behave. But other people also have the freedom to determine how they'll make their choices in life. They may err. I may believe that they're making bad choices. But fundamentally, those are their choices to make. Obviously, children are in a lesser condition to make such choices, which is why we have guardians that make choices for children until they grow into the capacity to make their own choices. But after that point, when they reach the age of consent, the age of majority, they get to make their own choices. And obviously, there are some people of diminished capacity even once they've reached that age. They may suffer from mental impairment or have other problems that diminish their capacities. And we have guardianship models for them as well. Some adults who uh, suffer from lack of intellectual development and they need someone to help them with choices. But those are the marginal cases, the difficult ones. We do have principles to govern them. But for all the rest, for the overwhelming majority, adults are responsible for their own lives and they should have the freedom to make those choices for them. Now, what makes you a libertarian? Well, the primacy of liberty as a political goal, but let's be a little careful about that. It doesn't mean liberty is the only goal in life. There are lots of important goals in human life. Love, family, professional accomplishment, achievement, all the different spheres of human activity. But as a political goal, liberty is primary. Tom Palmer is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at cato.org.